Thanks for tuning in. We've decided to do something a little different with the podcast now for the rest of quarantine. So instead of FaceTimes, we're actually doing live streams. And you can watch these live streams on 1.37pm's Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash 1.37pm. And basically what we're doing is we're interviewing artists. Then the artist is going to perform a little bit musically. Then we're having fans ask Q&A. And then after that, we're having Aaron from the 137 p.m. team play some video games. So it's a fun Twitch stream. Tune in every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern. In this week's episode, we speak with one of my favorite emerging artists, Time. This Brooklyn-based artist has been releasing music throughout the year and plans on releasing another project in September. Get to know him and listen along as fans ask Q&A. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right, let's do this, bro. Let's do it. How buddy. are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you too. It's been a while, man. It was the last time we we saw each other, man. Definitely before all this craziness. Um, was it in uh, Was it in the city or was it in um, Atlanta? You know what? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, but for everyone yeah. watching, you know, like we definitely we know each other, and then uh. Like everyone watching this on YouTube or listening on my podcast or watching live right now, like we know each other, but I, I know how talented you are and I'm so happy to have you on because in my opinion, you're like the underdog right now. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like people, people need to hear your music to become a fan, but it's mm-hmm. like all they need is to hear it, you know? Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And I appreciate that as well. Um, it's been, um, like during this pandemic, it's been tough to get inspired. And then with the whole thing, with everything that's happening with the with the police stuff. Um, but I've just been finding inspiration in different ways, you know what I mean? And trying to channel that energy to put it towards the project that should be releasing in September. So it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. Oh, wow. Really tapping, a different, really tapping into a different like realm of music, you know what I mean? And trying to fuse, not even trying to fuse. I've already think I've accomplished the part where I'm fusing the music to where it's like so many different genres combined, but it's, it's totally me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into the music, man, I was going to ask you, so have you gone to protests or like, what have you been doing these last couple of weeks? Well, I have, I I, I did go to the one that was in Bushwick since it was in my area, um, down to the Brick Museum as well. Um, And it's just, it's just an amazing thing to see all the solidarity between so many different races, you know what I mean? Just back in one cause, because it's, um, for me, it's, it's, it's just more than just the skin complexion. It's like a human decency thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. People and that and I and it, and it's and it's amazing that people are doing that now. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. No, I I did a couple of protests in where I live in Jersey City too, and I, I feel the same exact way, man. But uh, yeah. it's really like don't leave your house unless you're going to leave for a good reason like that. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's where the world's at right now. But yeah, man, yeah. about new music. Like I know you just said you got a project dropping in September. Yes. Can't, can't wait to hear that. But uh, uh, talk to us about the last project, man. Like, what was the inspiration behind it? 
Um, well, for me, I wanted it to be kind of a, pre a prequel and an introduction to people hearing the new stuff. You know what I mean? I wanted to give them a sense of something that they were familiar with, as well as some nuanced stuff that I feel like that I add to my soundscape and sonics. So I really wanted to give people just something. And I understood that during this whole pandemic, I wasn't able to kind of release the full project um, in its entirety, especially everything that's going on within the industry and all of that stuff. And I wanted to really sit down and take my time and really like hash out who I am as a person as well while developing the music on, on that end as well. So I think that this project um, that I gave everyone is like just a, a, like a glimpse into like a new reality and a glimpse into what's going to happen for Vroom. Nice. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah, yeah I, I like how you gave people music instead of just waiting, you know? Like, like yeah. Think, yeah. but at least, at least you gave people some content because it's all about giving people what they need to hear, you know? Like, don't just yeah. hold on to everything forever. Absolutely. And for me, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, as an artist, like, some people are really extremely good at, like, the marketing side and the branding side and how to do different things digitally to get their stuff out there. And for me, that's just not, like, that's just not my strong suit. And I understand that. And I feel like self-awareness is, like, a major key. And when especially when you're doing music, you know what I mean? And understanding like different parts of yourself and different emotions to kind of convey that in the music. So what I wanted to do was I'm like, you know what, this might not reach as many people, but the people that it does reach, for me, it's important. So like for me, it's like I can have 10,000 fans the rest of my life. And as long as those 10,000 fans really genuinely understand and like, like really fuck with the music then that's just that's the level of importance that i've that i feel like i've reached you know what i mean like i i feel as though if 10 people say rob this song really impacted me i love this this got me through this emotional breakup or this did this for me that's like what i feel like musicians and artists like thrive for you know what i mean at least the real ones you know what i mean so that's kind of when i wanted to give people some some records that they can actually sit and live with and you know what i mean and garner some sort of emotional response from so yeah that's why i said you know i need to put this prequel out i need to get someone to hear this because if i don't it's gonna just sit on my computer for 20 years <laughs> <laughs> well hey man setting goals like that you know like a goal for a certain amount of fans and then a goal to like get people to hear you and get introduced to you like small goals like that are the way to do it you know you got to keep doing stepping stones, stepping stones in the industry absolutely well hey you know i want to ask you some more questions but before we do i want to get in some some uh, guests to ask you questions as well you know so absolutely aaron you want to bring in the first guest hey what's going on time what's going on Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my name is Asus. I'm a music journalist from Los Angeles. Um, I saw that you uh, mentioned that Paul Thomas Anderson is one of your favorite directors. Um, Absolutely. I'm curious, what, um, how do you feel that his work has influenced your creative direction, you know, whether maybe sonically or aesthetically? Um, well, both from a sonic and um well, I'm gonna start off with like aesthetically, like um, the color palettes that he chooses to use, like for me, like I feel as though when I'm doing music, I need to see the colors, you know what I mean? Um, some of his choices in colors are like, 
supposed to be like vivid responses into what the, the scene is going to change into. You know what I mean? Some of the blues and the different hues that he uses, which is really important to me. And even from like the concept of like how I break down some of my music and how I shift to certain things, I feel as though like his earlier work, um, like um, the movie um, Heart Eight, and there was another one, I forgot the name, it's called Cigarettes, but it's on YouTube. You can check it out. That was like his first short film. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that he does, he takes he'll take a scene and it'll be an intense scene and then somebody will sneeze and the camera will just go shift to the person sneezing and then come back right into a scene that they've been delving into some deep conversation about the plot and I feel as though like in my music when I do certain bridges or when I do certain hooks I like to kind of do some sort of shifting to kind of take people away and then bring people right back into what was actually happening because I feel like that's just what reality is you know what I mean you can be doing something one moment and then you get a call that kind of shifts that whole perspective and I feel as though that incorporating that sort of style in my music just gives it a sense of its own uniqueness as well so that's why I like I love Paul yeah, Thomas Anderson sure. and just you know yeah but he's one of definitely one of my favorites if he could direct one of your songs from his new tape which song do you think would definitely fit him um, I have a song called Stranger that I think he would be like perfect for, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that? Do you mind me asking? Um, to be honest, um, there are like three different shifts and changes in the music that I feel like his, the way he directs and the way the angles shift and the certain angles that he uses, which kind of gives you that like, um, how can I even explain it? It just, it, it's just like, it's just this sort of realism that he provides within his directing, um, his, his sort of directing that I feel like it would, it would adapt well to Stranger. And I feel like it would really like take it over the top. Definitely. I feel that. Man, thank yeah. you so much for asking my questions. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Man. No problem. Time. How's it going, man? How's it going, brother? You can hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Okay, so first of all, let me just thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate your time and more so your music. Um, I was curious to know, my first question is, you know, listening to your your bodies of work, I hear a very, very strong 80s influence there. Was that something that you, you specifically wanted from your production team or from yourself or how how did that find its way into your latest piece of work there well for me there was a there was a time when i was going through this like sense of depression and i just wanted something to kind of get me out and i started to listen to a lot of like 80s music whether it was like pet shop boy or even tapping into like old queen different things and I feel as though during that time I was actually starting to learn how to produce and a lot of those a lot of those inspirations came from that as well on top of the fact that my parents are a little bit older so they played music from throughout their entire like things that they grew up on and things that they were listening to whatever the case may be so that was a huge inspiration and also some of my favorite movies, favorite classic movies are from the 80s, like whether it be like Back to the Future or um, so many different 80s movies that I can mention. But like a lot of those different things kind of influence how I utilize uh, the sonics music as well. So a lot of it is not intentional, but um, there's a certain sound that I feel like the 80s had that just gives me a sense of emotion that um, that just grabs me in a certain way that I like to kind of um, use in the music as well. 
Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah. and my second question to you would be, how heavily involved are you in that production process? Are you are you there from the jump? Do you listen to the beats and say, I like this one, I like Absolutely. that one? How does it work Absolutely. with you? So I have a production team and uh, Muddy Gold is one of them. Um, I have uh, K Quick. I have a lot of people that kind of, that I've built over the years a, a certain sound that they understand that I'm coming from. And then a lot of the times, um, 70% of the time, 60% of the time, I'll work on production at home. And if I feel like, hey, I have somebody who's gonna bring these heavy drums, I bring it here. Or if I have someone that's like uh, great at doing the violin work or synth or the synth or chord progressions, I bring it here. Or sometimes I'll just, do the entire production myself. So it's good to have like a team or a camp of people that kind of understand who you are and your soundscape and where and where you're going and then kind of build with them from there. That's why a lot of the times, like when people like will send me beats and stuff, like I can get on it, but I feel as though there's just this natural sense of like, um, this natural sense of when you're creating it within the process, like when you're creating from scratch, it's just this thing of like, you can be totally you. You know what I mean? You're not restricted by, okay, I have to change it up at this part. I have to do this because this drums come in here. I have to do this as well. So like me and Muddy Gold have like, like kind of mastered the art of understanding each other. And then from there, like we can go in and just like delve in and, and do some things that are different. Cool. Do I have time I for like one more? Really yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, but I would like, <laughs> like to harp on that point again, like, from Please a creative do. standpoint, from a creative standpoint, I feel like if I get the painting half done already, I don't understand where this person's perspective was when they were creating it. And I can always put my perspective on it, but I feel like it's a much better process when you're creating it from scratch because it's almost like you're creating your baby. You know what I mean? You're creating a baby with and and, and it's like I'm this is where I'm at. Okay, this is where I'm at. Okay, th exactly, exactly. And this is how I need to go about it. And I just feel like from an emotional standpoint, it just it just triggers more for me, especially from a lyrical standpoint, like when I'm writing and from a, a melodical standpoint as well. It's just like I get more out when I'm just creating right there than in there with the with whether it be another producer or whether it just be me laying down a synth. I just feel as though I get more um, more motivation and more inspiration when I'm just doing it from scratch. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess my last question to you would probably be, you know, those, you know, going back to the the sound that I that I hear throughout your recent record, is that Arturia Analog Lab? Is that hardware? What is that? It's a mixture of both. A lot of it, though. Cool. Is, a lot of it is a lot of it is analog gear, though. A lot of it is like you know the Prophet, Arturia. Um, of course, with the drum stuff, we use the machine. Um, okay. And a lot, I, I feel as though a lot of different programs have give you different feels. Like FL gives you a different feel. Logic gives you a different feel. Pro Tools give you a different. I'm a Logic guy. I'm never gonna leave from Logic. That's I just okay. feel like it, it, it gives this this cinematic appeal that, that that kind of just like it's just. Or maybe I'm just used to it at this point, but I, that's what I that that's what I use. But when I go with um, my producing partner Muddy, we um, we tap into the Prophet and a bunch of analog stuff and create our own sounds and textures within within the Prophet as well. That kind of gives it that thing to jump over the top. 
That's great, man. Well, I appreciate your time and thank you for taking uh, take, taking this time to answer some of my questions. Hey, well, thank you for the questions, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Stay up, man. Be easy. All right. You too, man. All right. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Good, good. Um, so I got two questions. So I'm a basically brand new music manager and I work with three artists. Um, my first question is for the two producers that I work with. Um, so one, his name is Tuddy. He's a world-class guitarist, but he just kind of got into the hip hop scene, um, making loops, samples like that. And the other one's my buddy, uh, Sev, who's worked in EDM a bunch, but he's starting to get into hip hop as well. And I think I have a good game plan for them, um, to kind of get their music out and their, you know, their work in the hands of good artists. And I'm happy with that plan and just a matter of grinding that out. But um, at the same time, I really want to kind of form um, a persona and kind of a um, almost an image that the casual music fan can kind of gravitate to as well, rather than just producer community because i feel like that's where a lot of producers kind of fall short is um they make good great music they get a lot of placements but really the only people that care about them are other producers or just huge music enthusiasts so i was just thinking or wondering if you have any kind of tactics or um kind of suggestions or ideas to really grab that casual music uh fan to make them care about the talent and the work that the producers are doing um because they're just as talented as an artist you know but but like the casual fan really cares more about artists because obviously their face is on the album cover and the final product is about them yeah well for me i feel like i feel like it's two things it's one is finding something that you like really care about really love like how i was explaining before it was like i love I'm a movie buff. I love directing. I love all of those different things. So I just tapped into a realm where it's like, how can I make my music sound like it can be on a Tarantino movie or it's Paul Thomas Anderson movie or all of those different things. Now that's from a branding perspective, but also it's about finding an artist that you, that the producer really, really likes working with and building with them and building a sound with them and then going off and starting to do their own thing. Kind of like how Mustard do it with YG. Mm-hmm. Um or how like um of course you heard Timberland before, but Timberland and Leah and Timberland and Justin Timberlake, like all of these major producers had some sort of attachment to an artist that they built up with their sound. And mm-hmm. that's how they became that's how they got their notoriety as well. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, how they yeah. got extremely popular. Even like with 40 and Drake or like um, the list goes on. Kanye produces himself, so you know what I mean. But I mean, for majority of that, I feel like it's finding an artist that um, that is like-minded, that has that style, and you guys can kind of brand it together as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but also, it, it's like finding the things that really inspire inspire the you, you, the producers that you're working with. Um, having them fi- find the things that that they're inspired by and all those different things and kind of meshing it and creating a mood board as to how to move along and be authentic with this, but also, I mean, how to move along and grab those casual fans, but also you're being authentic to yourself because people fall in love with, of of course people love the music, but people fall in love with you first. You know what I mean? Like who you are. So if you don't want it to be a gimmick and you want it to be something that you can go and have longevity with, it's important to find those things that, like inspire them or motivate them and how can they incorporate that within the brand to kind of like push it through the threshold. Gotcha. So those are things I would. Yeah. Good point. And then uh, can I ask one more? Absolutely. Okay. So basically kind of 
playing to what you said. Um, mm-hmm. With those two guys, we're working with uh, a local artist who is going to be unnamed for now, but he's kind of a work in progress. And, oh. um, you know, working with these two producers that I'm working with who are super talented in their own right, we're working with this guy. And um, he has, a, like, one of his biggest kind of skills is he has a crazy voice, but he's also super versatile in his, uh, like, he, he can sing in so many different types of ways. He can rap. Mm-hmm. He can really do it all and do it really well. Um, Uh He's willing to work with us. And right now he kind of just sticks in one lane, but I think his biggest strength is his versatility because I've heard him do other things. So what's a good way from kind of um, an artist's perspective who wants to grow and wants to expand their kind of their genres and their capabilities? um, What's kind of a good way to help them grow without uh, making them feel like they're, kind of being forced to do certain things okay so this was something that i with people that i used to work with that that used to say you might be a little too versatile Mm -hmm. right now like because a lot of people like it all depends on what the person is trying to do what the artist is trying to do long term like if they want to be an artist that someone can come to their project and listen to a whole bunch of different vibes that's a way to go and then there's also like the niche stuff, like when The weekend first came out, it's like it was just House of Balloons was just like that sound, that specific yeah. sound, or like Black, it was just that specific sound. It's like, I feel like once you grab people and make them fall in love to that specific sound, then it's easier to kind of um, express that versatility within the music, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then that's how people start to do more pop records or more different styles of records and kind of mix that in. But I feel like people want to grab hold onto something that they can relate to and just that one specific niche sound. And then from there kind of branch off and kind of like spoon feed, you know what I mean? Spoon feed the people as to like, okay, okay, this is what's coming next. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody can come to you for five different things but there's five top artists doing the same thing then it's like okay i'll just listen to you know this guy who's on you know streaming hundreds of millions i'll listen to this guy but if you have a specific sound that's kind of like unique to you and you you're doing something that's a little bit different or out of the norm then i feel like that's how you kind of gain that cult following and then from there you can branch off and do different things as well but it's just important in finding that sound that's kind of like that's just totally and uniquely you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just my that's just my opinion though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the time and uh those are great answers. Absolutely, man. All right, thank Anytime. you. Yep. I may be good. What's up, bro? Yo, what's going on, man? Yo, uh you're really answering a lot of good questions here about your music and just about strategy in general. I'm trying, man. <laughs> good answers. Those were really good answers. I was about to jump in and say something about the production thing, you know, from my point of view. But then when you started talking, I was like, damn, I don't even need to jump in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's up. Um, I appreciate that, by the way, because a lot of people watching are like, you know, trying to make it. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people watching who are your fans as well. But then there's also people who are like fans of the streaming greed who are just like trying to make it in the game. And they want to learn from yourself because... What's crazy is like some days you might think about it and be like, I want to be here, but there's so many people who want to be exactly where you are. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's always like, and, it, and it's really no right answer. You know what yeah. I mean? But there is my, my biggest thing is like somebody that I know who's like, 
like on right now um used to just write down his ideas on a piece of like he just got a board he would hang it up in his room and just write down this is where i need to be here in five months this is what i need to do this is what i need to do this is what i need to do and he would write it down and he would erase it and then write it down again every day until each of those goals were attained so i feel like it's very important to have some sort of strategy in place even if you veer off a little bit you're like you still have a map to kind of like get you back to that to that point to where you get need to get to your destination you know what i mean um so that's another thing that for people who haven't heard what who, who probably just tuning in or who've been listening i feel like it's very important to ch- just write down those ideas write down all of those things so even if you have them in your memory bank you have them you have something physically that you wrote and i feel like that kind of sticks with you as well you know what i mean so now, i never even heard of anyone doing that writing something down erasing it and writing it again that's that's smart yeah. I like that yeah 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 because then you kind of like instill that like you instill it in here you know what i mean and in here like it's good to have it in here but when you have it in here that's when you that's when you go you know what i mean because a lot of people say yeah i'm gonna work out tomorrow and then tomorrow comes and you don't do it and it's like yeah i'm gonna do this tomorrow and then you don't do it and it just becomes a uh this this repetitive case of procrastination you know what i mean but if you really put it in your mind and you put it up places where you can see it, it starts to register in a different way. I feel as though. So, yeah. Well, you just gave some advice that I think is going to change my life. So thank you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people who says they're going to do something and then needs a little expert, a little expert uh, help a little bit, you know, I can't do it all yeah. the time. So um, I'm the same way. we're human. Yeah, true. All right, Aaron, bring in the next guest. Yo, what's going on, Tom? Yeah, what's going on, buddy? Yeah. How you been? How you been? Um, I got like two questions for you. Two questions. Talk to me. Uh, first question I want to ask is, um, what inspired you to like let me go in this direction with your music? Because you know, today we're not usually your style of music isn't what's really like popular or popularized today. For me, it's more like melodic, more soft tone, more like emotional s music. So, what made you get into this direction? I mean, I feel as though that's just always been me as a person, you know what I mean? Like, and I could have I could have easily tapped into a different realm and went a different way, but I feel like I just wouldn't have been me. It wouldn't have been authentic. And I just would have been another, like, just another cog in the machine. You know what I mean? I just would have been another a, a, another nail in the door, you know what I mean? As opposed to being the door itself. So I feel as though one of the reasons why I did that is because in the beginning, when I first started doing music, I sounded like so many, so many people. Like I'll sound like this person and this person and this person and this person. And once I started to produce, like once I got my hand on trying to like, you know, to actually touch the keys myself and actually get into the production side of things, I started to really experiment and kind of listen to so many different variations of music that kind of inspired me to kind of like want to fuse all of those things together. And another thing for my upbringing is like I, I, I used to... Um, I used to act as well. So the whole, but I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted to kind of be behind it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that sort of insight kind of went into the music as me being like the director and me wanting to show people pictures within the music. Like, so when you hear the music, I want you to, I want you to visualize a music video going on. I want you to visualize a movie. I want you to see like different things happening as opposed to it just being a song. You're just like, yeah, I like this. I like this. But, um, there's somebody else that does this as well at a, at a bigger scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was one of the things that 
kind of really, and it was my upbringing too. It's like, you know, growing up in East New York, um, I grew up in the hood, but I was sent to like a uh, performing arts school, you know what I mean? Where I was surrounded by so many different variations of people yeah. and trying to tap into, and tapping into both of those worlds um, kind of inspired me from a musical perspective as well to kind of fuse everything, to kind of have it as a as like a common ground, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's one of the things that for sure. And I'll say since you talk about visuals and stuff, and like uh, I want to say is what gives like what helps you like I've seen a lot of your videos and like they're definitely different. They and like they they seem like they really tell the story with the music. Like what helps yeah. you find like those ideas and like help you spark off an idea for you to like go into your videos and like kind of like mesh the music to the visual itself. Like, well, for one. A lot of the times when I'm creating the music, I'll have like a projected plan of some of my favorite videos or favorite movies or favorite something or 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 the color palette has to match whatever the music is playing, whatever the music is doing for me. And I feel like that inspires a lot from the visual standpoint, as well as just watching so many different variations of movies. And what I do is this, like the people that I that I've looked up to from a music standpoint or from mostly from a directing standpoint, um, I look at what was what they were inspired by. And I see so many different hints of like, oh, oh you, you did the same exact thing, but it was such an another generation that nobody knows. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's new to everyone else that's, that's, that's young now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I always seem to write or, or come up with treatments in that regard, but then also working with people. Cause for me, it's like, it's it, like, you, you need Kobe, but you need, you, you got to have a shack too. You got to have that person playing the point. So having people in my circle as well that are super creative, that are like-minded, you know what I mean? Like like-minded individuals is, is, is very important. Having people that kind of understand my vision as well that I work with um, on, on, the, on the videos as well, kind of help bring that to life as well. So uh, definitely. And then understanding that. too is like, I'm not rich. So I, I have to make sure that I, a lot of, a, a lot of the times, um, our ideas are bigger than our resources. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, let me save this for now, but let me find a way because a lot of ideas come from the dirt as well. Like some of the raw shit came from when people were just starting to get on or just starting to start out. You know what I mean? So kind of taking that perspective as well and trying to do something simplistic, but also something that hits home. I feel like is even, is, is even, is even more like, it, it makes you even more creative because you have to understand that like, okay, I have this amount of money to do this, but how I'm going to make this different and how I'm going to make, um, allow this to touch people. But at the same time, keep that raw, like that raw effect. You know what I mean? So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yes. Uh, makes a lot of sense. So basically you're saying like, what are your, what are your go-to references? I would say for like your videos or like your, you know what I mean? Like, what is it movies, shows? Like, is it like certain time period? You know, I mean, it, it varies depending on the record. But I would say like, man, I would say like, I get inspired by like spaghetti westerns. Like, I, I like that's that's some shit from the 60s. I get inspired by like a lot of Tarantino stuff in regards to like, um, in regards to like, the color palettes, I, I get inspired by like how certain directors use different angles. I'm like, oh, nobody's really using that sort of angle right now, like in music videos, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like camera here, shift here, 
or there'll be times where it's like a um a music a music video like um, director gets hot and then it will be like five artists have the same similar thing mm -hmm. but for me it's like tapping into things that i feel as though even like movies that are like french films bro like french films are fire um japanese films korean films are fire like i like to go into different cultures and see what they're doing as well to kind of help incorporate that as well i feel like it's just very important to do research and like and just tap into this and, and just watch different things that like that are out of the norm you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I wouldn't normally go to this, but let me see what they did here that kind of made it genius. So let me see what, let me see what this person did um, that kind of, that kind of shifted the culture on their end, in their country. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. Alejandro Jarowski, who, um, who I think Kanye was inspired by, I started watching some of his stuff, like Holy Mountain was a, was a, was a big, um, was, was like a big niche film back in the day. And just some of the angles they were using, it was like, people aren't even doing this now. So that's what I, that's, that's what I tend to do is just try to watch different things and not take from it, but just get inspired by it to do something new. You know what I mean? I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Uh, keep doing what you're no, doing. Of course, bro. It's definitely, it's definitely working, man. It's definitely working. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate, I appreciate you, man. It, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, bro. You too, buddy. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention the greatest producer of all time is, is, is on the line with us right now. <laughs> the greatest producer. Come on. Can you can you read off some of your stats, please? Can you hear me? I can hear you perfect. All right. Uh, what's up, Tony? First of all, what's up, bro? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to introduce the people who you are, man. Uh, I'm I'm one of Tommy's biggest fans. I go by the name of Tane Listen, this is, this is, this is, this is. <laughs> Producer extraordinaire, artist Tane Runo, <laughs> the most underrated producer in Atlanta. I appreciate it, bro. Um, I wanted to, I I be having a lot of questions for you, um, but you know my brain be going blank. Um, did you use Beijing on your beard? That's my first question. <laughs> I actually use Ben Gay. It's burning right now, boy. It's burning. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Um, <laughs> when when can we start getting some live breakdowns of like your songs, like that Nickelback uh, cover that you did, that Shave Me Space? Like, I need a breakdown of that ASAP. <laughs> I got you. I got you. We need some breakdowns, bro. Um, you need to send me. You need to send me those Game of Fire files. First, okay, we can do that. We can do that. We can definitely do that exchange. Okay, we can definitely do okay. that exchange. Because okay. you, you was talking about like building from scratch earlier. Um, Absolutely. And Game of Fire is an unreleased song that me and Time did that was built from um, from scratch. It was a real. That was like that was the first time we actually got to like hang out, like actually creatively hang out, because. Mm -hmm. I have met you at Five Star before that. And mm -hmm. then I was actually came to my house and we were just vibing and kicking, Five. talking about movies, yeah. space, everything. That was all that was yeah. a great day. Um, what was I about to say to you, bro? Man, you know when you get put on the spotlight, it's just first of all, I don't know if you know, I just had throat surgery. So I this is the first day I can talk since my throat surgery, bro. Wow. I haven't been able to talk for a week. So wow. you didn't know. 
I know, I know that's probably been the most difficult thing in your life. No, nah, bro, it really wasn't, bro. It was really smooth. Not talking. <laughs> it was real smooth, bro. Like, I like not being able to talk because people were just so much nicer to me for some reason. A lot of folks thought I was mute and shit. Yeah. So. And it might give you, it, gives, it probably gives you more time to observe as well. Listen, that's what I loved about. I, like, I, I want to do it another week again, just to, just to see. You dig? Like, it was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a lot. It was a lot um, going. It's crazy because I, I guess I got questions for you. But have you seen the show Years After Years? I have not seen that show yet. ASAP. ASAP. Listen. When you get done with this Q and A, Hulu, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, where's it? HBO, HBO, If it's not, if you can't find it on HBO, it's on Prime um, for like eighteen dollars for the season. If you get it, I'll go half. Okay. What, what, what what is it about? Now, in the future, <laughs> like literally now, it it has the same impact and sort of pertinence black mirror did when we first all saw black mirror mm. it's a british show too nice um the concept is just like a it's like a time it's it's amazing bro like it's a really fire it's a really amazing show bro definitely one of my top shows i've seen ever yeah um, it just the it's just so pertinent, bro. It's just so pertinent to Navi. If anybody watching, go watch years for years, straight up. Um Okay. Yeah, you watch that. Have you seen any new movies? Like what new movies have been what you been watching or shows? I mean To be honest, I've been on Dave Chappelle. I've just been watching Dave Chappelle specials for the past like I've I've rewatched the old ones and he did he just dropped something on YouTube that I watched. Yeah, I saw that. I did see what was the one? Uh, big, not uh, uh, pretty little, uh, pretty little fires, pretty fires everywhere, with uh, Kerry Washington and uh, Reese Witherspoon was fire. Was okay. fire that concept, especially was was with with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like it was just a concept of this um, black family moving into this white area, and then um, I just can't, I can't give you the, the full spiel, but it's okay. really That's good, good. It's really, That's really good, good. Um, from a from a conceptual standpoint. Um, but of course we talked about killing of a sacred deer. Listen, y'all got y'all go laughing most. If y'all like movies, killing of a sacred deer, classic. That's really that's really one of the best movies I've seen, bro. I've, I've, Just I've ever seen. I've ever seen how he wrote the script. How awkward it is. Like yeah, yeah. And, and angles the 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 the, the symmetric the um like cinematics of it yeah yeah, yeah 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 in regards to how he did the angles just just like a lot of the time people don't even understand like there's a psychology to that like certain angles For just sure. make you uncomfortable which is For why sure. certain horror movies certain things but that um what's the one with um nocturnal animals you saw it finally nocturnal animals. I'm, I'm one of the I best movies I've ever seen. You, hey, Jake Gyllenhaal. I told you, bro. That bro, can you believe that's Tom really Ford, bro? That's Tom Ford, bro. And that's another thing. Like Tom Ford is a genius. Like Tom like, Ford, is one a, of he, he made another one that's really good too. I know. I, I didn't see it yet. I, I already but heard this it, one. I didn't this see one it. is like this one is, is is classic. And the fact that he can go from fashion designing, which is entire, because you know he started off as an actor. 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he started off as an actor. You know what I mean? He's a Texas, he's, he's a Texas farm boy. He started off as an actor. He's from Texas? Yeah, he started off as an actor. Then he started doing, then he was like, yo, I can't do this. I'd rather be behind the camera. You know what I mean? And then eventually he's like, you know what? I want to do a movie. Let me, let me put, let me put Tom Ford on hold for like a few months and then let me, let me do this movie. Like he's like, that's oh. next level shit right there. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a renaissance man. That's right what you there. call multifaceted. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, last question, bro. Um, when you coming to Atlanta? When I'm allowed to take on, when I'm, well, <laughs> life's probably cheap as hell right now. Shit. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I just get two rows. As long as I can get two rows, then I, 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 I'm going to get okay. ASAP, bro. As that soon as it's New York, because you know New York is a little bit, it's a, it's a little yeah, y'all a little hot phone. up there right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People still people, people buying um beers from the from the bar but have to like, you know, sit outside and drink them still. But once everything is good on this end, I'm definitely pulling up, man, for sure. All right, bro. Well, I'm gonna let you get back to it, man. You know I'm your biggest fan. I love you for life, my brother. And I'm I love you too, bro. Ready, bro. You already know. All right. All right, brody. Oh man, Muddy Go! I just stepped in the studio too. This is my, this is, this is my production is, partner right here, guys. Reach out to him. What's up? What's up, man? I mean, I only got one question for you, brother. Talk to me. How personal do you get with your records? Like, how personal do you like? Is it like really just all you, or is it like? It is. It is a hundred and twenty percent usually all me. Like in regards to like things that I've been through, things that I've things that I've been through, things that I'm going through. It's like because that's all I can really write about. Five. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't fabricate or fictionalize something that I'm not going through. You know what I mean? And and that's why I feel like the records that I really tap into those emotions. And that past hurt, or whatever the case it may, whatever the case may be, I feel like those are the records that are the most impactful, and people really, um, people really tend to like lean towards. You know what I mean? I mean, like what, like all the all the records we've done, like which which one you feel like you felt the most that was like really special to you? Hmm. It could be recently, you know. I mean, Moy, the one we just made. Moy just just did. Moy, yeah, Moy, Moy's one. Same room for sure. The original same room. Right, right, right. When, when it was yeah, the ballot. That record right there, the old the old version and the new version. I I still feel yeah. feel both of them. Uh, Love at Twenty just brings me back into a reminiscent um period. You know what I mean? Um, we 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 got so many records together. At least 80 percent as as like have been those records for me at some sort of time. You know what I mean? Especially in that in that in that beginning stage and the beginning process when you're creating it and it's done. It's like it's when you know it's what it is and you know this is gonna come out and people are gonna hear it. It's like oh. those always affect me, like from a personal standpoint. Um, 
and then of course yeah, I know you, it's different. you and then you could then you create new records and then you create new records and then sometimes the feeling that you have for those go towards those you know what i mean so yeah yeah but uh yeah love it's it a different, different um i mean we just got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of records so it's tough to choose from what about you which one which one for you favorite record i mean yeah shit the whole the whole record that the project that's out right now um yeah. the the prequel that you got it uh prequel, the first the song enjoy the ride we don't know platforms yeah we don't know is definitely I, I can't believe i forgot we don't know we don't yeah. know um what does it matter which isn't out yet um i don't know what you'll be thinking of when we get we link together man like how you just how just tap into it like as soon as i start playing some a little melody or something like you just cap you just get into that mode one time and just start yeah yeah. We not even—he not even writing out here, bro. Like, yeah. We not even writing. It's yeah. a straight, real emotion. It's just God. Real, it really is, and um, it's a lot of stuff that I feel as though, um, I can't express sometimes. Like, I can't express some of those emotions to people, so I feel like once, um, once, a, once the melody's put down or something like that, then I can kind of get all of those emotions out you know what i mean i feel like that's i feel like it's a therapeutic process for me and i feel like that's why it comes out the way it does is because music is really is therapy for people you know what i mean and for the people who are creating it a lot of the times it's that therapy like getting the emotions out that you kind of suppress or that you can't talk to a therapist about or you can't talk to your dad about or your mom about or your girl about it's just kind of like let me put it in song platform, so um, song format, so you can kind of like get the gist of Facts. who I am, what I am, and where I'm coming from. You know what I mean? So that's definitely that's definitely it. That's a, that's a fact, man. Yeah, got a lot more to come. A lot more to come. A lot more to come. Much, Room, brother. Crazy. All right, brother. Facts. Easy. You're bringing in the special guest, bro. Muddy Go, genius man. That's what's up. Where's he based? Um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Brooklyn team. as well. Yeah, man. Yo, I don't know. If you see, I don't know if you can see the comments, but people are asking like, you're talking about all this music, like unreleased stuff. Like, when when we're we gonna hear it, bro? I mean, you know, I'm gonna release something. I'm gonna release like two to three songs before the album comes out because i definitely want to give people some more i might release a prequel not 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 in the beginning of this month but the end of this month i might release another four or five songs so people can really like you know what i mean live with and then from there i'm gonna hold off and probably release one single and then release the project in september damn okay but, you know i want to i want to i want to put it out every day don't get me wrong but at the same time um as much as i want to give it to the fans that i do have i I definitely want to make sure that it doesn't fall on deaf ears as well. Cause you don't want to put like so much hard work and effort into something and not have a plan to kind of get it to at least a, at least a certain number that you know, it should be, um, it should be getting to, or, or the amount of people that should be hearing it as well. You know what I mean? But I'm working on it. I'm working on it. True. Well, don't, don't, don't hold off on us, bro. Like you just said it right I'm here. Not, we got to come through. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> and I see people. And it's gonna be legendary. The wait is it's gonna be worth the wait. 
Yeah, I see people in the comments saying he already has music out. That's true. Everyone go listen right now if you haven't already heard it. Yes, enjoy the ride. It's, the link is in my bio. Is it a good time on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Um, all right, we got one more one more guest, bro. One more guest for you. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Jeez, Robbie. What's going on, bro? What up, baby? What up, baby? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Chilling, bro. Chilling, chilling. Hey, I want to go. I want to kind of hit uh, what Mike said a little bit. Just like, so for instance, you got, you look, you open up your Dropbox or your notes, right? You're looking at all these records you got. Now, let's go back to like the end of the phase, right? Now, how the hell do I have, I have all these hundreds of songs. How do I break these songs down into a piece, into a, a whole structure of a, of a, of a project, you know, how do you, what's your process of picking that? Because obviously you can't put everything on there, but you also want to have like, you want to show to the people what, like who, what's, what's you are to them or like what, what's you like uh, as a, as a creative, you know what I mean? But on the other mm -hmm. side of it, you got to do this as, cause you, like you said before, like you ain't rich, but you're going to be rich soon. But how are you going to get there? You know what I mean? You have to have, yeah, some, you have, to have some, some cash cows on there as well too. How do you, what, what's your process of picking that? Um, for me, I usually take one or two songs that I've created um, for a specific project and kind of mirror it to that. So like if I have a song that I know is going to be super impactful, I'll build around that. You know what I mean? Or if I have a song that I know that it's going to kind of like, whether it be bridge the gap or change the soundscape, I'll, I'll make sure to mesh those records in as well. So what I always do is I pick one or two records that sonically um, display what I'm trying to do with the album or the EP or the project or whatever you want to call it. And then from there, I start aligning the records. So aesthetically, it matches that one. You know what I mean? So when people are listening, yeah. it sounds like a, it sounds like one complete project, one thorough, one um, aesthetically and, and and aesthetically and visually pleasing project. And then from there, I start to put the put the other records. And then also, sub um, subject matter, um, the BPMs, all of those different things, like the BPM of a record, can change the record from being a a song that's like. Like you're bopping your head like this to a song that you're like moving a little bit more. So, in regards to the records that you're talking about, like Cash Cow records, like a, like a pressure, uh, or, yeah. or something like that, then it's like I have to make sure that those records um, hold value with the project. You know what I mean? Because sometimes yes, you may you. not put the records that you might love the most on a project because it just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's about going back to what going back to what you're saying earlier too. Like when you get holding your value, for instance, like those cash cows, you don't want to release them too early because they ain't gonna do anything for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You hold them, mm -hmm. you hold them in your back pocket. You help, you hold them like a card. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna mm -hmm. show all my cards at the same time. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Hey, another another side, bro. Going back to the writing, writing down on the on the board, like for instance, like after you release it in September, right? Yeah. Like, how much are you gonna like, be in a chill mode after? Like, 
Are you gonna like how oh, there, is no, there, there, there is no there is no chill mode? That's what I like, bro. And if it ever no comes to that, and ever and ever yeah. comes to that, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and tell your tell yourself, hey, yeah. I, I fucked up. Hold yourself accountable, bro. Hold yourself accountable. Because if you don't hold yourself accountable, you're gonna keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and you're gonna time's gonna go by. No point intended. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you. Just keep grinding, bro. Keep grinding. You already know. You already know, brother. We are, we are on your side, bro. Keep doing it. I appreciate you, man. Yo, good answers, bro. That was this. This is really like one of the longer episodes we've had, but this is like one of the better episodes we've had. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. Someone is on the chat telling me to check my DMs. Let's see what they said. Oh my god, they got a lot of DMs here. They want to ask. They want us to talk about marketing. Uh, I can leak the code and chat if you want me to. Thanks, Aaron. Yo, Aaron, you can stay on here. Have you heard? Have you heard a lot of times music? No, man, you gotta check it out, bro. I got to. Damn. When when uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you a snippet of what's on the uh what's on the project to your email. One of the songs. Damn. I don't think we're ready. Actually, I'm gonna text, yet. I'm gonna text it to you. I just texted it to you just now. I like exclusive stuff. I like this. Hold up. But no, that guy, um, the guy that was on, and you guys were talking about movies. I felt like I was yeah. like the FBI watching somebody FaceTime each other. I was muted when I, <laughs> when I said that. And I was like, these guys FaceTiming each other right now. <laughs> like, the moment he gets on and he's, y'all just staring at each other and then y'all both just start laughing. I'm going to go back and VOD and just clip that and be like, yo, when y'all just friends and that, y'all don't got to say too much to start laughing. Like, that's a whole clip. Yeah. <laughs> Tane Runo, man. He said he, he said he met you at Five Star in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I met it through Fred. Um, Crazy. Shout out to Fred. Yeah, shout out to Fred, Fred Forster. Um, I met there. We had linked up. He told me how much he liked um, one of the records, and I said, "I mean, like, my session is done here. Let's go create." And I like sometimes that spontaneity. You you can create some really dope stuff out of spontaneity as well. So went there, vibed out, um, made some music. I fell asleep. I woke up. I'm like, uh, I I did something. <laughs> I to recreate something, and then all of a sudden he's just on the board, just piecing everything together, and it's like came out really dope. Damn, really, really dope. Um, that's what I call like the Atlanta effect, man. Like in Atlanta, it's like you. Yeah, it is. Seriously, you just bump into someone and then like you guys are like immediately like working the next the next minute if they're tight. I'm from Atlanta and I can yeah, creatives. That's that's the hub, man. I feel yeah. like Atlanta's the hub, man. And then you go to LA and then and then you have New York, but New York isn't really. I don't know. I don't know about New York. It's bougie. You got to change it, bro. You got to change that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We do. We do. I just feel as though um, it's very clickish in New York as opposed to like, just like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to embrace this. Like Atlanta is a very like embracing place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. If you're good. Then you're good. You know, it's no like, it's just, you know, and that's that Southern hospitality, man. It's that Southern hospitality. Hey man, Atlanta's winning for a reason. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron's from Atlanta. Um, so, you know, 
next time you come to the office, Aaron runs our Twitch studio. You gotta you gotta play some games with us. Yeah. Uh, for everyone who's watching, you know, one thirty sure. p.m. one thirty seven p.m. on Instagram. Is it a good time on Instagram? Um, I just posted Times Music on my page. You know what I mean? Like if you haven't if you haven't listened yet, he's one of my favorite artists. So if you're like Aaron and you're sleeping, yeah, I'm sleeping. Catch up. Cause you was you dropping jams like this is a long session, but it was like a valuable like I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a lot of content out of this. It's just like yo, like a lot of knowledge that a lot of people need to have, and some of this is pertain to like music. This is just a creative together, like what you should be doing, how you should be doing it. Crazy. Yeah, really. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, bro. All right, guys. Appreciate you. I just told Richie we rich. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, subscribe, rate, and review. And stay tuned for episodes every Monday.